0: This beautiful scene that we just heard from the Gospel of John, it's wonderful how this multiplication of the loaves and the fish continues to be fulfilled in our midst countless times, especially as the Lord continues to feed us to feed his people through word and through sacrament. And as we receive these graces of communion, as we receive continual graces from hearing and sharing the word of God, it expands. It not only affects our life, but it affects the life of others and it keeps multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. When I have been in small groups with other Christians, this gospel scene has often come to my mind as we're breaking open the Word of God together and as we all take turns just sharing our hearts how that gospel is affecting our life, how Jesus is working, and then another person shares their heart and another person. And there's been times where I felt like I was at a banquet and even leaving with baskets of scraps left over that I could be nourished on all throughout the week. And then I could share with other people and it keeps multiplying and multiplying. So I want to share with you this morning fragment, a scrap that has nourished my Christian life for many years. And I want to share it with you so that it can multiply and spread and grow beyond here. Here's the scrap. When I was a little boy, growing up, in Prescott, Wisconsin, the land flowing with milk and butter. We had a man come by every Monday. Now you have to remember, this is before all the political correctness started and the sensitivity with titles, but we had a man that would come by every Monday and take away our garbage, and we called him the garbage man. Now, I don't know if he liked it, but that's what we called him. And we would gather all the garbage in the house from the different bins and canisters, and then we'd put it all in this tin can, and we'd set it out on the curb Sunday night. And Monday morning, like clockwork, the garbage man would come, and he would take all that garbage away. And it was gone. And we were now free of garbage. Now we might make more for the the next week, but that garbage was gone. We'd never see it again. God used that experience one day to teach me about the power and the gift of the death of Jesus on the cross when it comes to our sins. Do we believe when we repent of our sins, when we take them to confession, and when those sins come into contact with the blood of Jesus, do we believe the gift of God that those sins are completely taken away along with the guilt Like Saint Joseph Avila said, it's like a drop of water in a fiery furnace. It completely evaporates, and it's gone. Those sins will never come back. They're gone. In fact, the Scripture says that God takes those sins and buries them in the deepest ocean. And then one holy person said and puts a sign there saying, no fishing allowed. Yes, because sometimes what do we do? We pull them back up. So, I want to share this point with you this morning. To be forgiven is not to forget. God completely, perfectly forgives our sins. But we will still have a memory of what we've done. Until I start to have senior moments, then I might forget. But especially with any serious sin in our past life, and we all have a history of sin, we are going to remember what we've done. I still remember the faces and the names of the people that I have hurt because of my sins." But God works in those memories in a way that is very different than the devil, because the devil also wants to work in those memories. How does God work? And this is something we must remember for the whole of our life. When I remember my past sins, the grace of God wants to work in that memory in four ways. First, the memory of those sins keeps me humble. We all need to grow in humility. It reminds me of who I would be if it weren't for Jesus. But for the grace of God, there go I. It reminds me of what I'm capable of, and that's so important, and how much I depend on the mercy of God for any virtue, grace, or good. Secondly, When I remember my past sins, the grace of God helps to increase my gratitude. It makes me so grateful for the history of God's mercy toward this sinner. Before God, I have no defense, I can make no excuses, I have not a single plea. All I can be is grateful for what the Lord has done for me, a pure gift which we cannot earn and a gift that we don't deserve, but God freely grants it. Third grace of how the Lord works in the memory is compassion, As I remember the mercy of God toward me in my sin, in my history, it makes me more compassionate to other sinners like myself, because we all know when we forget what God has done for us, we become harsh, critical, and judgmental of other people. Yes. Yes, we've all done this. And yet, when we remember what the Lord has done for us, it humbles us and it makes us more compassionate and patient with the weaknesses and sins of others. Fourth grace, it increases sorrow. Sorrow is actually a good thing. When we hurt someone that we love, whether it's God or someone else, it is right that we are sorrowful for what we have done to hurt our beloved. And so as love grows, so does sorrow. And that is part of our penance that we carry through this life. We don't take back the guilt, but we are sorrowful for what we have done. How does Satan use the memory? Remember, Scripture calls Satan the accuser. He wants to point at us and reaccuse us of the sins that God has forgiven. He wants us to doubt God's mercy. He wants us to take the guilt back. And he wants us to wallow in shame, in guilt, and in self-condemnation. He wants to torment us and keep us in misery. That's how the devil works in the memories. And we must resist that as we would a temptation. To, in the name of Jesus, break that accusing finger and say, Satan, you be gone. I have been forgiven. The blood of Jesus has cleansed my sins. Satan, be gone in Christ's name. Isn't this helpful? We have to remember this all of our life, this gospel truth. And now I want you to share this truth with other people that you know. And it'll continue to multiply and multiply and multiply. Share with others how God is working in your life. And then this scene continues to repeat itself over and over and over. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our hope for all the mercy, the healing, the redemption, the forgiveness that you and I will ever need. Yes, amen. Jesus is our hope. Amen.